Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. This week, a world premiere hits the St. Louis theater scene. A play titled The Games Afoot marks the 10th anniversary of the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival series of community performances called Shakespeare in the Streets. But the bard of this particular play isn't actually Shakespeare. Rather, it's Benjamin Hoffman, sports columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Benjamin spent months interviewing dozens of people in St. Louis's soccer community, and he joins us now to talk about combining Shakespeare and soccer in his hometown. Benjamin, welcome back to the show. My goodness, thanks for having me. <laughs> now, we first heard about this collaboration earlier this year, but how did the journey start for you? Well, uh, I was so lucky to get this email. Uh, you get that moment where you get a random email, and you're like, oh my gosh, I think this is going to change my life. And it, and it happened, and it was from Adam Flores, who's the director of this play. And one might think that uh, you receive an email like that, and it could be a joke. Uh, and I was like, this guy's just messing with me, right? But he was not. He wanted me to write Shakespeare in the Streets 2023 based on soccer history in St. Louis. So... This is a funny sort of theme that we've heard from people on the show that they think an email with an opportunity is um, that it's spam or somehow this is not a real thing. Fortunately, it was. Yes. And you got to work very closely with Adam Flores. Talk to us about that partnership, especially maybe some advice that he provided as you tackle the job of being a playwright after all of the sports writing you've done. Adam Flores is a genius. I love working with him. Uh, he knows Shakespeare like I know soccer and baseball and, and, and sports. And it was a perfect match. Um, I don't know, Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello. I don't know what we are. <laughs> Maybe uh, uh, Rogers and uh, I, I don't know. Hammerstein. But, <laughs> Hammerstein. Thank you. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I, you know why? Because I almost said Gilbert and Sullivan. I almost said oh. Rogers and Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> embarrassing no uh, but i just said it anyway so it is embarrassing um yeah adam flores and i worked worked really well together because i'm i was able to throw some comedy in there and and throw some sports references and he was able uh to add the inspiration from the shakespearean side and i of course had to study shakespeare and become an instant expert of the bard to write this play Mm -hmm. and what a fun journey it was and still is yeah so you know the the story that you were charged with telling is a pretty big one. St. Louis's connection with soccer. Where did that connection, Benjamin, for you begin personally? Oh, goodness. I, I started playing soccer in Clayton, Missouri in, in kindergarten. I was on the orange team. Okay. <laughs> and then the next year is on the blue team. You know, every year you're playing on, on different teams. And, sure. And then, and then but I, w- I would go to soccer camps locally, Taikyo's soccer camp, and, and you meet kids from all around the area that have similar childhoods where soccer is part of their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And and then I would go out of town and realize, I meet meet kids my age, I realized soccer wasn't a part of their upbringing the way it was in St. Louis. Uh-huh. And then as you get older, you start learning about the history, the 1950 team, uh, and, and all the men and women who come out of St. Louis from a soccer standpoint have made impacts on the national team uh, and in our country. It's just really cool, and there's a lot of pride for that. Yeah. Well, and in this moment with the 
the soccer stadium, the MLS team doing really well. This must be kind of an exciting time for you. It's the absolute perfect year to do this show. Uh, and I've said to people before, like, even if the soccer team was bad, there would still be excitement because it's new and it's our town's team. Mm-hmm. These guys are first place in the Western <laughs> Conference. They're playing great. So there's so much <laughs> soccer excitement. And here is a performance on September 14th, 15th, and 16th in front of the stadium teaching the history of St. Louis soccer. Yeah. And this is very much about community and people. So as I said earlier, we first heard about this in May, the collaboration around this play. And at that time, you'd put out a public call for people to share their stories of St. Louis soccer. What kind of response did you get? It was so good. I met so many cool people along the way. And yeah, as I was interviewing people f- to get information for this play, I interviewed the famous names, Lori Kolupny Lawson, um, people like of, of that level. But then I, I wanted to meet the guy from the Amsterdam Tavern and, and a 75-year-old that still plays in the adult league and uh, you know former players at Lindenwood and, and, and smaller schools and, and get their stories just like the ones from Indiana University and some of these big soccer school slew of course so Mm -hmm. i gathered all these tales and gathered all these anecdotes and uh then i was like all right make this into a good play yeah that was (laughs) that was the uh challenge right right well you've mentioned laurie kolopny um and she is someone who has played uh soccer international level you know u.s national women's team as well as a gold medalist was there anything that she shared with you that was also reflected in some of the things that more everyday um, you know, fans and players of soccer shared with you? Totally. I mean, I mean, again, before she was one of America's 11 best soccer players, she was just a kid here in St. Louis, right? And, uh, and she uh, would, would play and she'd be out there uh, on the blacktops at her elementary school and she, her legs would get all dirty just from diving and sliding. She just loved the sport so much. And then she played at JB Marine, this, this local club, and, and helped grow the women's game just by being good and, and, and hungry to, to get even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, people fed off that and, and the women's game in St. Louis grew in the past 25 years. Yeah. Now, this play, um, Games Afoot, so it is an original play. It takes several pieces from Shakespeare. What will fans of the Bard recognize in this play? A lot. And that's the thing. Uh, it's a soccer play and it's a Shakespeare play. If you know nothing about soccer but love Shakespeare, come see it. Okay. <laughs> if you love soccer and, and are more of a Christopher Marlowe person, Come see it. it, it, it uh, any way you slice it, it's going to be fun. And there is, there is a lot of Shakespearean dialogue. It's not, like I said, I wrote it, not, not, he, not him. Right. So there's just some parts that are his. And um, the most famous part that people might recognize is the St. Crispin's Day speech. Okay. And Adam Flores, the director, pointed out that from Henry V, Shakespeare's um, St. Crispin's Day speech was the first ever locker room speech. Okay. The first time <laughs> a coach ever really got the troops pumped up. And of course, it was... It was literal troops uh, in a battle. So we used this famous speech uh, to pump up the soccer players before the big game mm-hmm. in the play. We're talking today with Benjamin Hockman. Benjamin is a sports columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, but he's also the playwright of The Games Afoot, a Shakespeare-inspired play that combines theater, St. Louis, and soccer. You talked earlier about using um, part of the uh, part of Shakespeare's words for this play, and Shakespeare has a very 
distinctive sort of dialogue. Sometimes it's fast and quippy, and then other times it's quite heavy, filled with multiple meanings, as well as uh, sarcasm and metaphor. How did you approach writing Shakespeare's verbal vibe? That's a great question. You should do this for a living. That was amazing. Uh, Yeah, verbal vibe. Let's talk about this. Um, I I would read different parts and make sure that they flowed with my flow. And for instance, the character Falstaff, of course, is this famous larger-than-life character uh, with kind of a comedic touch. Uh, I open a few scenes with Falstaff coming in and just shouting, if you will, some Shakespearean phrases about sacking, which is uh, Shakespeare's reference to drinking and and things like that, um, to, just to kind of capture Shakespeare's, I guess, sense of humor and, and, and just the delight he had writing these characters. So uh, there are numerous Shakespearean characters in here, Hal, of course, and some others, um, Hotspur, uh, who, who takes a show, sojourn from St. Louis to play overseas for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, but I, I think the Falstaff character is perhaps my favorite just because of the combination of my personality and Shakespeare's personality. Mm-hmm. And clearly, it's showing as we're sitting across from each other. And the play features, right, as you said, Falstaff. So would you say that this is sort of like fan fiction or soccer fan fiction? I think it would be both. Yeah. 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 And it, it, the, the fan is, is this quirky fellow you're sitting across from. And uh, yeah, I just, I just, I love soccer. I love sports. I love St. Louis. I'm from here, mm-hmm. Clayton High, 98. If everyone's, you know, everyone always <laughs> asks, where'd you go to high school, the whole thing. Um, I love gooey butter cake. I came down the aisle to uh, Here Comes the King, uh, the Budweiser <laughs> song. So I, I love our town of St. Louis, and I just wanted to pay homage to it uh, in this play. And then and now I love Shakespeare. I, mean, I always liked Shakespeare, Shakespeare in Love, good movie. Uh, <laughs> but 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 now I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the yeah. bar. How about performing? So as you were... Working on this with Adam Flores, did he ever intimate that maybe he wants you to get on the stage for part of this? That's funny. I um, I would say no. I think he was afraid I would be too loud, too big, and we already have a false staff. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> now, in terms of other characters, were there characters that you created to reflect uh, the stories of St. Louis soccer sort of lore that you gathered totally there's um there's a character in there named angela and she and i'm not trying to give away the the plot but uh you know it's different generations and we see her grow and and she's a diehard soccer fan in st louis and Mm -hmm. and and this character's uh dialogue captures the excitement and the pride uh that so many thousands of st louisans have for soccer yeah what was it like I believe you were in rehearsal sort of watching. What did it feel like to see actors take these stories that you heard from people that you talked with and some of the characters that you created and just bring them to life? Oh, it was one of the neater feelings of my whole life. Uh, you know, we Adam and I worked so hard on this project and I, I poured so many hours into writing this script, this play, and to see these brilliant actors performing it at such a high level, uh, I mean, I, I'm smiling just thinking about it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I was able to take uh, phrases, and, and that's, that's another part of this I wanted to share, was I, I took phrases from the actual people I interviewed and included them into the script itself. There was a, a former soccer player uh, that I knew growing up named Jeremy Siegelmoss, and uh, he played at Lindenwood and at Clayton High School. And, and I love this line, and we put it in the, in the play. He says, soccer, it's like a song. 
It's melodic. It flows. You know what I mean? It's not like football where it stops every 10 seconds or like basketball where it's quick and short. There's something beautiful about the long, spread-out game where play doesn't stop for many minutes at a time. There's like a dance that goes with the song of the sport of soccer. Mm-hmm. This guy just said that. I'm like, right. wait, that's really good. We should put that in the play. <laughs> and, and there's so many other aspects of that where St. Louis has its own voice in the play. Right. Now, given that this is a new play, is there anything that you decided to change once you saw the actors, you know, taking it to the stage? Yeah, that's a good question. We we actually added an additional Shakespearean, um, I guess it would be like the, the opening. The, okay. the, the first originally, I had a soccer player opening, but we decided to have uh, a Shakespearean opening just to kind of set the tone. Like, all right. We are soccer, but we are Shakespeare, too. And it was a beautiful addition. Adam, of course, suggested it. And and that's been the other thing is just tinkering with Shakespeare's words to, I mean, 96% of it is still Shakespeare, but we'll put in some soccer words or some St. Louis references in there. That was fun as a writer just to to edit and and try different things and and, and put a little Shakespeare and St. Louis combination together. Yeah. So Adam Flores was coming with the Shakespeare. You're coming with the soccer. What do you think maybe you were able to teach Adam about soccer through this creative process. That's a great, man, you, you, I, like, I like this interview. This is fun. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for Adam, but I wanted to teach him a lot about uh, the soul of St. Louis without sounding too cheesy, but I think that sounded cheesy. Okay. But, but there is a, a soul uh, to St. Louis um, in regards to soccer. And there's, it's 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 similar to baseball where it's like an heirloom passed down from generations and you know you can go to Dallas or you can go to you know LA and and dad or mom might have played soccer but here in St. Louis grandma and grandpa played soccer. I mean, it truly is a, a generational thing that just goes back farther mm-hmm. than other American cities do. Yeah. And uh, growing up here, uh, again, going to Taikyo soccer camp, um, you know, you get to know Taikyo, the great local player who played internationally representing America. His dad was on the U.S. team in 1950 that beat and stunned England 1-0 to in the famous World Cup game. So I'm, I'm a 13-year-old at the soccer camp talking to Harry Keough's son. It was It's pretty surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of kids, did you speak with any like young people and how did you integrate what they told you into the play? Yeah, it was a bunch of fun interviewing uh, some high school age, even even a couple middle school age soccer players uh, to get their perspective because this is the new generation and they're, they, the heirloom has been passed down to them and, and they're also uh, creating their own storylines with soccer. And you look at someone like Josh Sargent, uh, who I believe is just 21 years old and plays for the U.S. national team and is from the St. Louis area. I mean, this next generation is good <laughs> and it's really exciting and it's fun to get their stories involved as well. Mm-hmm. Well, sports is nothing without a bit of a a rivalry. St. Louis is a soccer town, and for a long time, it has not had a professional soccer team. So is there a tension there, and is there still reason to consider St. Louis as the second maybe soccer capital of America, even though Kansas City has oh, laid claim Kansas to that. Kansas City, Kansas City. Uh, they, 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 they try to claim being the soccer capital because they had an MLS team before we did. But, I mean, if you look at St. Louis soccer history, and you're going to learn about it in this show, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, is, 
I mean, here, here it is. St. Louis started soccer in America. The first game, the first league, the first women's league, all this stuff was because of St. Louis. And uh, I'm so proud of it. And um, yeah, it, funny you should mention that because one of the plot lines in, in this play is, is our na- involves like a naysayer who, who's kind of judgy towards St. Louis. And, uh, and, our, and our actors and cast and, uh, kind of prove St. Louis's worth to the naysayers. Mm-hmm. So as we're looking ahead to the performances, what are you most looking forward to? Um, that it doesn't rain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it is outside in the streets. No, what am I most looking forward to? Uh, th- th- there's going to be involvement with Fleur de Noise, uh, one of the, uh, the, oh, right. the groups from the soccer. The supporter team. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's going to be loud and proud. We're going to have a bunch of fun uh, with them on the stage. But I mean, each, and the other part of this is that, yeah, I mentioned Hal, yeah, I mentioned Falstaff, but each character, each actor and actress involved in this show has a lot of lines Mm -hmm. and each actor and actress is awesome. So it's not like there's like one or two like stars and then like, no, each person is a star in their own right. They're all playing their parts. Yeah, they're nailing the parts. So (laughs) I'm really excited to see everybody put on a show. That's great. Benjamin Hoffman is a sports columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. You can catch his new play, The Game's Afoot, at three performances this week that start on Thursday, September 14th, and run to Saturday the 16th. You can find more information about the shows at stlshakes.org. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.